so proud of our team and the the way this last Sunday night, the every one of you, man, you heard this and and I realize some couldn't. You just had things that you couldn't shake up. But man, I'm so proud of you for those of you who've committed to a life group. I'm proud of our team. I shared with you last week that uh, we were going to participate as a team. Five. Uh, from our staff, myself and four others, we're going to participate in the Akron Marathon, 26.2 miles. And uh, we did complete it yesterday in a respectable time. Uh, I know some of you kind of followed that, and, and you actually are a little surprised to see me here today, uh, all things considered. But uh, I'm, I'm just really thankful. That the idea of team and, you know, connected together, there's just so many things about running a relay that, that fit right in, play right in to who we are as a community and, and as brothers and sisters. So Michael Noland, uh, where are you go? He leads us in worship. This guy's a stud. 7.5 miles, he started this off and uh, just killed it, uh, put us on a good pace. And uh, Mikey McVeigh, where are you? Another 6.2 miles? Golly, that's, a, that's, that's amazing. You know, my hair would have to be on fire to run those <laughs> distances. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Pastor Randy, uh, who I love so dearly, he and I represented the, uh, the seasoned saints of the relay team. And I got 10 years on him, I think. And he and I did a, a shorter distance. And then Pastor Jay. Man, he put his big boy pants on, and, and uh, he did, I'm serious, 6.6 6. 6 miles. And uh, he is, I had the privilege of, he handed the, uh, it wasn't a classic baton, okay? Uh, this is 21st century. It was a snap bracelet that had the chip in it, and he slapped that thing on my wrist. And, and we got together at the stadium and just kind of felt the, the, how cool it was to be able to do something together as a team, and I'm just so incredibly proud of our team. And we finished, and 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 I I know you know coming down the home stretch, you know there's something that you do in running. There's an etiquette when you pass people. You know in my head, I count them off. You know kind of like reel them in. You know here they come, and I pass them, and they were mostly little old ladies, but uh, <laughs> you know what what's the, what's the difference? But the, the worst part is I turned the corner to come in the stadium. One of those little old ladies decided <laughs> she was going to pass me, and she did. <laughs> we had so much fun. I'm just glad you're here today. We, we started last week with a promise from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11. Jesus said something that at face value, it's like, are you kidding me? You know, if there's any place in the Bible there's something that's not true, I'm going to put this up to be nominated as something that just may not be true. Because there Jesus says, the assignments I give you, the burdens I give you, they're easy and they're light. And we kind of started last week with the idea of this promise that God said through his son, Christ, I'm going to give you a life as a believer where there is rest and peace. And, and that was, you know, frankly, as we began that, I, I, there's so much to this. Matthew chapter 11, I thought, in this lesson series where I got a chance to 
you know, just a few more chances, really, frankly, as, as your pastor, because I've announced my retirement. I wanted to share some stuff. These are life lessons to me. This is big stuff. This is, this is frankly, like my dad dying toward the end. Not that I'm announcing that I'm dying, okay? But he, he just, he had so much he wanted to say to his three sons, to his two daughters, to those who gathered around him. One of the coolest things he said to me, he said, Dad, my dad, I'm talking to him, and he's looked up and he said, son, he said, I want to tell you something. He said, I never cheated on your mother. I mean, just kind of out of the clear blue. And he says, I hope you, when you get where I am right now, someday you'll be able to say the same thing. And I said, Dad, I plan on saying that. I can say that now, and it's my intention. And isn't that a cool thing? You know, and he shared some of the lessons of life and values and things. And, and frankly, that, that's what I'm trying to do. And, and so if I'm telling you I'm willing in a limited series to give you two weeks on this issue, it's all about the pace. I must think this is a big deal. That this lesson that has to do with how you set a pace, that you run the race of life at, that you, you determine whether or not you're going to be a crazy, you know, sprint person who's running themselves ragged. And generally, when a sprinter blows up, the injuries are crazy and they blow up for life. They don't continue. Or, or you're going to, you know, possibly maybe barely do a walk and crawl along. And, and, and so last week, we kind of introduced this idea. It's all about the pace. And so I want to get us right to God's word and, and get into the scripture here because that's where it all starts. And, and we're going to develop just a little bit more because last week was the promise. This week is more the how-to. How can you carry forward this, this promise? This really, like many places in scripture, it's a promise with a premise. There's a condition. And so let's jump right in here to this first passage, Matthew chapter 11. We're going to kind of click off in verse 28, 29, and verse 30. Now, these are in your notes if you want to look down, uh, but here you go. This is what we covered last week. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. And that's the part where sometimes we go, whoa, Jesus, did you really mean this? Because life is pretty crazy. The next few verses kind of give clarity to this promise. And here they are, verse 29. Jesus said, in order to do this, in order to get this rest, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Now, Jesus is looking there at his followers. He says, I got something to teach you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your soul. I mean, they got what he was saying. You see, Jesus was God in a human body. And so the people that, that disrespected him and, and the people that ridiculed him and ultimately would mock him and beat him and crucify him, when Jesus said, hey, watch me, I, I have the power to squash them like little bugs, but I live my life in a humble way. You see, you don't, you don't, you don't, sweat, you don't sweat the small stuff if you choose humility over pride and arrogance. Like, I've got to stand my ground. I've got to, boy, nobody's going to disrespect me. Some of you are living your life that way. You, you feel like you just, 
you can't allow that, can't tolerate that, can't abide that. When Jesus said, hey, follow me. I'm living this humble life. And if anybody had a right to to stop someone from disrespecting them, it was Jesus. Then here it is, verse 30. This is where it gets a little bit testy for some, getting your head around what this is saying. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Last week I said that this uh, rest for your soul, it was the real deal. You could have it. It's yours. Today I want to kind of lock in to what it takes to do that. And, And one of the first things that comes to mind for me is when we talk about pace, is the idea that you know, some of you walked out last week and said, Pastor Ed said, we're going too fast. We need to slow down. We need to relax. We need to take it cool. And, and, and some of you just walked out going, yes, I can slow down. You know, but the truth is, we're supposed to be busy. Jesus said, work, because the night's coming when nobody can work for me. So there's a pace there. Not too fast, not too slow. And so the, the obvious question to me is, how do you know when you're going too fast? How do you know when you're going too slow? That's really what I want to help you with today, to to be able to get that balance. How do I know? How do I know when I'm going too fast? How do I know when I'm going too slow? Let me give you an example. I got a little video clip of maybe going a little bit too slow. Okay, let's take it. We are really fighting the clock and every minute counts. Wait, they're all slots? Are you saying that because he's a sloth, he can't be fast? I thought in Zootopia, anyone could be anything. Flash, flash, 100-yard dash. Buddy, it's nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. (laughs) You you get it? Is it possible to go too slow? It it really is. That doesn't, I mean, that's painfully slow. It's hard, hard to watch. But what we want to do today is lock in on a way that will allow us to guarantee that we don't go too fast and we don't go too slow. So, so I, to put it like this, how can I know I'm living my life at the right pace? That's the question. We're going to answer that today. Number one, in your outline, there's, there's a statement here. I, I want to begin with this because I think this will help give you the first foundational principle that guarantees you hit the right pace. Uh, here it is, you, you can't miss the right pace if you are in the right yoke. Okay, uh, again, the verse, you can't miss the right pace if you're in the right yoke. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your soul. So what, what is a yoke? Let, let's go ahead and, and look at the slide here. We, if, you, if you lived 150, 200 years ago, uh, if you lived 500 years ago, if you lived during the time of Christ, if you were hearing Christ, 
And you heard this idea here. Take my yoke. This is what would come to mind. Uh, a, a wooden uh, piece of hardware that was designed to put two animals together so that through pulling together, through lifting burdens and weights together, they could work in tandem and work in unison, unison and accomplish a whole lot more. Now, some of you got lost when I said, because obviously you didn't live 2,000 years ago. But when Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, this is what jumped into people's mind. They immediately got the idea. Jesus was saying, you tie yourself together to me. Take my yoke upon you. And they were able to visualize the idea that they were going to be connected to Christ. You know, it's not an accident here when Pastor Jay and Pastor Andy and myself really worked and prayed and labored and hammered out our vision statements and you know, our strategies here as we began the rebirth of our church and to connect church. It's not a frivolous thing for us to say, this is who we are. We believe we need to first connect to Christ. That, that, that's where it all starts. And that's really the essence of what Jesus is saying here, is connect to me. Take my yoke, willingly take upon yourself this wooden yoke that bonds you together with me. Now, if you're tied in to, to literally, follow me here now, if you are tied in to Christ in a yoke, can you go too fast? Can you go too slow? You really can't. And, and that's what this first principle here is. You can't miss the right pace if you're in the right yoke. The problem is, Many times we tie into the wrong yoke. We attach ourselves. We connect to things other than Christ. And those other things pull us along at their pace. And, and this is real. This is, this is a big deal in life. What you choose to connect yourself to, by and large, will define you. It will in many ways determine your pace and your speed of life. And if you connect in a yoke with something that's going to fast, the pace of life, it will frazzle you and your family and tear you down. What does it mean? It means we are to walk with Christ. It means we're to work alongside him. It means we're to go at the same pace he's going at. It means we carry the load that he wants us to carry. I, I, I think this promise of going the right pace because we're connected to Christ is the essence of what it means to have rest for your soul. You see, if we're going the wrong pace right now, we have to step away and just admit it's because we're not yoked to Christ. I talked a lot last week, and so I'm not going to do it much more today, but about the busyness, the busyness of life and how things get out of control and how busyness is really the enemy of the abundant life that is connected to Christ. And, and, and I know there are, there are some of you back today, and I'm glad you are, but you walked out of here last week saying, no way I got time to be a part of a life group. I'm just too busy. And, and so today we're going to a little later look at the answer to that. But for now, make a note, a mental note. There is an answer on how to reset your pace and connect to Christ. Now, there's something in your notes today. To, for right now, we're calling it Let's Talk About It. Okay, it's, it, it, it is going to be a part of your, your notes because some of the life groups 
are going to revisit Sunday morning's service and the, the, the message that has been shared, and they're going to build upon that. And, and so we are intentionally putting in our notes a section, it's in bold caps there, let's talk about it, and we're not going to cover that during our Sunday morning time together. And, and you can use that as a family, as a couple, but it's really designed mostly for, for our life groups to get together and to use that as kind of the platform they, they jump off of to get conversation started. And, and so when you see that here uh, today, please know it's an important part of what we're doing. We hope you won't uh, miss a chance through the week to talk about it, uh, whether you do it as a husband and wife or in your life group, but there's a couple of questions and there's scripture. And, and all total, they are there to help us, not just come on Sunday morning and say, did my duty, check the box. I went to church, check the box. I showed up, check the box. It, it's to carry forward the essence of the truth of God's word that was encapsulated in that week's talk so that by the end of that next week, it's drilled down a little bit deeper into your heart. And so, number one, you get the right yoke, you got the right pace. Number two, in your notes here, you can't, you can't miss the right pace if you are carrying the right burdens. You get hooked up in the wrong yoke, you connect to someone other than Christ, it's a guaranteed way to get at the wrong pace. But when you even connect to Christ, it's possible to start picking up burdens along the way that were not assigned to you by Christ. So that's why I say you can't miss the right, right pace if you carry the right burdens. Verse 30, let me remind you what it says. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. The key phrase in that verse, Jesus is saying, the burden I give you. Do you realize that, that Jesus does give us particular burdens, but the ones he gives us, he says, are light. The, the problem right now with many of us is we have taken things on that are not assigned to us by Christ. There, there are a lot of different reasons. I wish I had more time to talk about this, but uh, sometimes we, we're just wired for guilt and we, we pick up something that's not ours. Sometimes we do it because, you, you, know, what, you know what I mean by the phrase, People pleaser, we become, and I, I admit, I've, I've struggled with this at times in my life. I don't want to disappoint anybody. But at the end of the day, if it really comes right down to it, is it my first priority to please God or to please people? We, we obviously know the answer to that. And so we become more concerned about what other people think than we do about what God thinks. And the result is we're picking things up and we're carrying burdens that were not assigned to us by God. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't help people because God will assign us burdens to help people and they come from him. But if they come from him, they are light. We are carrying them in tandem, tandem yoked together with Christ. And so he assigned us a burden, we pick it up, we carry it with him. He is carrying the burden with us. 
But when we become drawn into this idea that we've got to make everybody happy, and it's a, it's a slippery slope. It's something you can fall into. And there's an opposite extreme, by the way, way over here. <laughs> I don't care what anybody thinks. It, too, is destructive. Because you should care what other people think. You're a follower of Jesus Christ. You represent him. You better care. But, but not to the point where you take things on and other people... This is a profound lesson in life. I could do a whole talk on this. A lot of people are just happy to dump their burdens on you and go on their way, lighthearted, happy, and carefree. And you're stuck back carrying their burdens. And you become an enabler when you carry their junk in your trunk. And at the end of the day, God will give us burdens, but we want to be sure, and, and that's why I'm saying, if you want to hit the right pace, you better be sure the load you got was given to you by God. Does that make sense? You know, Hebrews talks a lot about setting aside the weight of sin, which so easily weighs us down. It holds us back. You can't run pace. I, you know, I, I finished my last real marathon race in 99, 20 years ago, Boston Marathon, and, and I crossed the finish line. I teased before, I said I did a Forrest Gump, you know, I, I got across the line. I looked at my brother and said, I'm tired, I'm going home, and I went home, and I quit running. And since then, I have picked up a few pounds since then. It's been 20 years, okay, it's been gradual. I've picked up some extra weight. Now, if I can be just honest with you, a few extra pounds, like 40 pounds. I'm not kidding. Happened gradually. I just, you know, it wasn't like I quit running. The next day, I weighed 40 pounds more. But it, it's not fair. There were people out there running on that race that weighed 40 pounds less than me, and that's not fair. Well, it's absurd to say it like that. You hear it like that. Because I made the choices to put on the extra pounds. I know how to eat well, but I like to eat, okay? And I'm just here to tell you. All that to say this, weight slows you down. And I'm talking in the spiritual context here. There are things you take on to please other people, and they weigh you down. And they're not burdens assigned to you by God. Because that's what the verse says. The burden I give you is light. Would you say that one time with I really don't want you to, the second phrase of that verse. What does it say? And the burden I give you is Listen, I'm not making this up. If you are burdened down by what you think are burdens that God has given you, then maybe you need to step back away and take a closer look. And so, secondly here, <laughs> I can tell you with all of my heart, most of what I see in people's lives as I meet with people and talk about their burdens, the majority, and this is hard to say, and I don't mean to be unkind, but most of those burdens are, frankly, things they've scooped up on their own. God never intended them to be irresponsible with their finances and take on a huge level of revolving credit at high rates of interest. Did God ask you to take on that? 
And so somebody said, oh, my fi- I just need some, I was such a burden on me, my finances. No, you scoop that one up on your own. And more times than not, God, I mean, God could write the check tomorrow and get you out, but you'll just do it again. And if you need help with that, you need to talk to one of our pastors. We'll get you signed up and hooked up with a biblically-based money management plan. Because you don't have to live that way. You don't have to carry that burden. That burden is not from God. Does that make sense? Are you getting that? And, and, and there's so many things. I see people who take on the weight of false priorities, people who take on the white weight of a failed relationship because they don't, they don't allow God to grow their existing relationships in a way that is healthy. And, and they, they get out the window goes humility and in comes pride and anger and all those things, creating more burden that you get to carry. And it was never God's intention for you to carry it. Now, there's a beautiful thing here. When you mess up and you take on false burdens, you can tell God you're sorry, you can repent, and he'll forgive you and get a clean start. There's another let's talk about it moment here. But here it is again. Right yoke, right pace, right burdens, right pace. Finally, third thought, final thought here. You can't miss the right pace if you run your race with the right pace setter. What's a pace setter? You're sitting there going, who am I? What do you mean running the race of life with the right pace setter? If you were at the Akron Marathon yesterday, you would have seen it sometimes. Somebody run by with a stick in their hand, a group of people following them, and on the stick would be printed a goal or pace time. Everybody in this group, you can see on the screen right now, is attempting to reach the finish line of the marathon in three hours and how much time? Five minutes. That is a pace setter. That pace setter is experienced. They've run the marathon many, many times before. They know how to run at just the right pace to get those people who are with them to get to the finish line at the time they want to get there. That's their goal. And I'm here to tell you that there is only one pace setter in the race of life you can count on who will set the perfect pace. And and I'm not going to beat around the bush here. Your relationship with Christ is what it's all about, connected to Christ. And when you connect to Christ, he will set the right pace for you. You know, I was thinking of the five of us in this, this last marathon we did together. We all ran different paces, but we're all at different seasons in our life. And, and as a result, you know, we'll arrive at the finish line at the time we're supposed to. You, you see... In the race of life, the goal is not to win and beat somebody else. The goal is just to be faithful and get there when God wants you to get there and to carry the load and the burden that he wants you to because you are yoked to him and you're following Christ as the pace setter. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. Here's what it says. And now, just as you accepted Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Next verse, John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Jesus is the only pace setter. There's nobody else out there that loves you unconditionally, who will pick you up when you fall, who cares about your every need, who knows you as you are and still loves you. This is the key and secret to life, you guys. 
Not just surviving, but thriving. Not just getting through another day, but having peace for your soul. Knowing that you're doing what God wants you to do, when he wants you to do it, and you will not become overwhelmed with the burdens of life. Would you stand with me now? Let's stand together. There's a hundred different things right now I'm thinking, but I'm going to close with this one thing. Some of you have taken on burdens, weights that God didn't assign to you. Remember Jesus said, I will give it to you. I'll give it. My burden is light. The one I give you. If you're carrying something right now that's too much, then in all likelihood you, you did it to yourself or somebody else dumped it on you. And at the end of the day, what we need to do, step one in this, is to lay aside these weights, to say no. Everybody here needs to develop, I don't know a better way to say it. You need to develop a no muscle, the strength to say no. Now, now I mean this with my heart. This, this is something that can change our lives as a church community can connect us to Christ, to one another with more purpose and meaning. If we will measure our life and look at the things, and that's why that's, let's talk about it, stuff is in there. This is going to take some follow-up, discussion among your family and together with your friends and in your life groups. And, and I'm just pleading with you and begging you because, you know, Kathy and I have reached this point in life, you know, where we look back and, and it's, you know, psychologists tell us clearly that you reach this point where Kathy and I are, are right now, and you either have regret, and you've been around older people who are miserable, and they look back at their life and they have great regret, or you will reach this point in your life and you will have nothing but rejoicing and thankfulness for what God has done. And when Kathy and I look back, you know what? We have no regrets that every Friday at noon for 40 plus years, we had a date no matter how busy it was. Lunch, and if there's a movie we wanted to watch, a movie, and when we couldn't afford a movie, it was a walk in some park. We have no regrets over that weekly date, but I look back at a few of the things because of my <laughs> being guilted into, as I did that I think that was never my load to carry. I know God's forgiven me. Here you are right now here today. Your mission, your assignment is to ask God to show you the difference between the burdens he gave you and the burdens you've picked up on your own. Lord, I pray today there's somebody here who's never had the burden of sin removed because they've never been born again. They've never been saved. Lord, help them right now here in this service today to bow their house, heads before you and to cry out and be born again, to be saved. Lord, if they need more help, if they need someone to take more time with them, Lord, help them to be willing to come forward here and spend a moment at the close of this service and get their questions answered. Lord, for those of us who know you and are seeking to walk with you and be yoked to you and carry your burdens, the ones you assign, help us this week to measure the, the, the weight and the burdens were carried so we can define them as either from you or things we picked up on our own. Lord, we close this service today in worship. We desire above all else to please you, to, to honor you, 
in our lives and all that we do as we connect to you, Christ, as we connect to your body, to this community, and as we discover our purpose and connect to that. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.